talking about alliance on your device of choice. Hirsch and Ari are here for you to make sense of it all so you don't have to. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Talking about alliance on your device of choice. Wow. Welcome back to Talking About Alliance going through Nexus Park. I'm Ari here for the Alliance Recap Show, joined as always by Hirsch. Welcome, Hirsch. Hello. Hello, Ari. How you doing? I'm doing good, and I'm excited about uh, both of our guests for this episode, uh, one of whom comes to us virtually from overseas as the champion of Alliance High Seas, RDT24, also known as Lucky Dragon Lagoon. Did I get that right? How are you? I'm doing good. It's, uh, it's good to be here all the way from across the pond. Good to see you, RDT. And we also have here uh, someone who has not yet played a season, but who is sitting right next to me and has come to visit uh, Peanut Butter, a hello. viewer. Hello. Hello, PB. Hey, y'all. Um, also, RDT, how are you enjoying being on the viewer side of things? Oh, it's been very fun, actually. I was, I was wondering how well I'd get into it. Uh, I thought I might struggle with uh, keeping up with the DM channels, for example, but it's been it's been a load of fun uh, just hanging out in the lounge with everyone else as well. It's been really fun not having to stress about anything as well. It's great when you are not being impacted yourself and you can just be full on judge mode and uh, it's much it's much more enjoyable on this side. I'm having having a great time. Is this um, is this the first season of a survivor type game that you have spectated yeah pretty much i don't think i've spectated anything before this uh but there's there's no way with the the people in alliance i wasn't going to join in for this one so it's been been a lot of fun do you find yourself being judgy (laughs) for lack of a better word uh a little bit uh i tend to find though i'm i'm a little bit more objective uh than than the average person at least so i i don't think there's anything really or at least not much that i've had issue with from any of the people in the game uh i always just think about everything in the game is is worse is less bad than in actual survivor and i don't get upset about that so uh more just eating popcorn while spectating the drama is good it's definitely not a stress-free experience being in the viewer's lounge, uh, but I, it's also, I think it's definitely lower stress than being in the game. Oh, for sure. Um, and yeah, we've definitely appreciated you sticking around through HQ and everything in the offseason and being active here for this season as much as you're around. Yeah, well, it's been it's been great to be here. It's been just such a welcoming community. There's, there's no way I was ever going to go anywhere, so happy to be here. And, and yeah, everyone's happy to have you. I assure you, you uh, you're uh, you're a delight in the lounge, and uh, I think probably one of our more popular players. So, uh, in the history oh. of the lounge, so uh, glad to have you. Oh, cheers, Hash. I, I try and be <laughs> try and be that person. So, awesome. good to hear it's coming across. Uh, well, so we left off after uh, two tribal councils ago, or one tribal council ago. 
when Taylor was voted off. Um, and I think we're definitely going to still seeing that ripple effect and probably will throughout the game uh, with the way that things shook out, information was spread, you know, some alliances exposed. Um, and we'll see how that impacts potential alliances and votes going forward. Oh, how much are you seeing of that, you know, especially now that we're past the merge? I was shocked that Darcy didn't go out after that. Um, after that explosion, I figured it would sort of be a one-two, like we got to get rid of this drama entirely, but that just speaks to how close Darcy is to Bird and other people on her tribe. And I found that very interesting that she didn't immediately go out after that sort of explosion with her and Taylor. Yeah, there was, I feel, there was opportunity with uh, Euphoria going to Tribal twice in a row for that to be revisited and realizing that there is strength at the top in Bird, Darcy and Jordan and so on. But it seemed like those people in the middle and lower down were happy to go with the easy vote still. Um, and so sadly, we saw May go instead of uh, shaking anything up top, which is, has a huge impact uh, going into merge. Uh, so we can see what will happen going forwards. May going was unfortunate, but seemed inevitable almost from the beginning of the game. And uh, bad for the viewers' lounge. We were all clearly bummed. But, um, but like I said, it, it seemed like it was just the natural trajectory of, of where she was and how things were going to go for her. So it's, it's sad, uh, but she's been pleasant in the viewers lounge. We're glad to have her. And, um, and I hope, uh, I hope she sticks around because uh, she's a very unique personality of, of the sort we haven't seen before. And, uh, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm glad she's here. Yeah. I think her fate was sealed with going against the group um, on a previous vote on all of the previous votes she had gone against the group and I think that kind of sealed her fate of her going and I also think just the natural tribe alliances that formed like for whatever reason she wasn't able to to get in and that's unfortunate but I'm also glad to have her in the viewers lounge yeah yeah well the second she voted to keep Shamrock in the game it was pretty much over for her uh, yeah, and we'll get more into that um, in a bit. So um, the first up on the recap was the swing ship immunity challenge. Um, this was something that tested also um, in the dig tier. Uh, so it was basically sort of a counting challenge um, with pairs and then one individual challenge. Um, and multiple rounds of minutes each, you start with counting by ones and then the difference gets added to your point total. If it's 70 to 64 after a minute, you get six points and on and on until uh, you get to 90. And then it becomes two minutes and counting by twos with the pairs, which can be all kinds of tricky. Now when you're you know counting two, six, 10, uh, and then you go to three after one tribe gets to 180 and you do that for three minutes until one gets to, one time gets to 360 and wins. Um, so there's sort of a lot going on, and it, it seems like it comes down to basically just not making a mistake. Um, and then with speed, playing sort of a secondary role to that, mostly just putting pressure on the other team. Um, a fun challenge, Euphoria ultimately comes out on top with uh, the first two um, 
the individual one was, um, I believe it was uh, Waxler and Steph, where it was one of those where it was close, and then all of a sudden, you know, the last round, someone makes a mistake and Waxler gets the win. And then the first two by two was uh, Choco Beans and Bramble Cat for Mirth against Darcy and Benjamin. Um, and this one, I think it was six straight rounds that Euphoria was putting up points. And then all of a sudden, those two or three rounds, they make a mistake and Mirth comes out on top and calls off the challenge. Uh, another exciting one to watch. I would have liked to have seen the individual. Was it? No, the individual showdown was held. Right. First, yeah. yes, that, yeah. Um, not, not, you know, not surprised it went that way. Um, it made for a quick afternoon, um, and and kind of seemed anticlimactic. You know, when you you don't get that third matchup, the tiebreaker, um, and 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 especially anticlimactic because uh, everybody uh, pretty much knew that if Euphoria lost, they were going to toss a nay, um, and and so yeah, that was just something else that kind of le- helped. Uh, everything kind of just be a big bummer. The Mirth went with the strategy also of changing their profile pictures to a colored dot. Um, and I mean, maybe that was the difference. Was that, you know, do you th- maybe it doesn't hurt um, and based on how close it was at the end with teams messing up? Certainly doesn't hurt. So, I mean, it was, I thought it was a pretty brilliant idea um, just so you could look for that little splotch of color to, uh, to, uh, to help you uh, keep track of the numbers. However, if I'm on the other team, I do the same thing <laughs> just to, just to confuse. Oh, if, the, if there was four just colored circles, that would have, that would have been very confusing to me at that point. Oh, hell yeah. Um, did one team discuss changing their profile pictures to like the other team's pictures? <laughs> what I found most interesting was that Spin, Spinjamin was actually trying to like if his team, if, if he messed up, uh, he took advantage of that opportunity to try to distract the other team. Um, poor sportsmanship or good strategy? I don't know. You tell me. I think that's strategy. I think that's strategy. And I think changing their colors would have been a modern bird, 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 if you will, of just (laughs) trying to distract the other team in any way you can. Um, And I think it's, I think it's strategy. Yeah. It was a, it was a good play by Spen. And it worked once where you saw that uh, he did cause the mistake from the other tribe, but sadly not twice in a row. Uh, And unfortunately it's only a strategy you can pull off when you've made that mistake uh, first, which is what costs them in the end. was um was he paired with Darcy? Yes. Yeah. And I think I saw him posting numbers like one below or one above, you know, the next one or the one right before. And I know if I was counting and I was already struggling with what's my next number, am I adding by six and then checking back and forth? Um, you know, that's something that could definitely throw me off. I found it interesting that Darcy actually called him on it though. Um he, he did it and, 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 and she was like, spin, like she was disappointed that he was trying to distract her. And I'm like, I was like, it's fair game. I, I mean, I, are, do you want to lose? I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, she, I, she might've been disappointed also that they, that instead of typing, going back to the beginning, he had, or maybe even how to properly communicate that strategy with her. Yeah, I think when I read it, I, I read more to 
me that Darcy thought that Sven hadn't realised they'd messed up and wasn't restarting kind of thing. Uh, but who knows? Uh, this did seem like a challenge. It seemed like one Darcy and Sven had in the bag and then it unravelled while uh, Choco and Bramble kept their composure for the whole time. Yeah, that's a, um, that's a credit. I think that's, uh, I don't want to make it an age thing, but I'm going to make it an age <laughs> But Yeah, I thought it was, a, it was, they saw what wasn't working. They changed it. They, they didn't panic. Um, I thought it was a really impressive showing for both of them and, uh, and good on them, you know, for doing it. I mean, it's, uh, uh, yeah, I was impressed. But I mean, Darcy and Spen coming out strong and then struggling and kind of losing it, whereas um, the other two came out sort of even but kept even is sort of a metaphor for euphoria and mirth, if you will. Interesting. Um, it was, so it was 267 to zero through the first five rounds. And then all of a sudden, round six and seven changes everything. Yep. And round eight. Um, yes, so uh, that sends Mirth back to Tribal Council for the third time. Um, and that's sort of one of the things with, you know, when we played with three tribes, Hirsch, it was kind of easy to avoid Tribal Council for quite a while. And when you're going through two tribes for seven straight challenges, that's, you know, you go to Tribal Council two or three times is to be expected. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and, and honestly, you want to go to tribal. You, you need to go to tribal at some point, um, pre-merge, pre-swap, whatever, to uh, to test those alliances. Um, and so, uh, and I would I would say alliances were definitely tested on the Euphoria side, even though they only went twice. Well, on that note, yeah, um, you know, if they hadn't lost that one challenge and Ryan hadn't said this is a double tribal council and you're getting to that point would you tell them to throw a challenge you don't throw challenges um you just don't because that's just inviting trouble um but i mean if things under the they're just the natural course of the game to happen to where you go to tribal that's not such a bad thing um i wouldn't throw because <clears throat> that's just not the type of player i am um though i'm only one person on a tribe of however many and if the people around me are throwing and I don't know it, then I'm probably in trouble. But uh, I'm not a throw type, so I would never, I would never suggest it. I, I don't think I am either. Um, but the one thing that kept being brought up, which I, I was just thinking of, you're, you're missing something, is talking about we have an easy vote off. Let's go through the challenge to get that person out. Well, you're you're not looking two two challenges ahead. What happens when your tribe loses two challenges in a row? You've not thought that far ahead, and all of a sudden throwing one game means you could be in danger one step down the road so exactly. the sooner you get rid of that quote-unquote buffer the sooner you're vulnerable yeah um, so um so mirth goes or before you go to tribal council and they're going to vote off nay um i think unanimously in the end despite her best efforts to get people on board um and while making some valid points about you know, there's, and she didn't say it as directly as Taylor did, but the fact that there's an alliance on top and you have people like Benjamin or Maddie just fighting to be, you know, the person on the bottom of the alliance. Uh, but is there anything she could have done 
to stay alive outside of finding an idol, which she did try to do and maybe started a bit too late, but was able to find a neural link, uh, which was exciting to see and uh, seemed to be making some progress in that area. Uh, no, I don't think there's much uh, she could have done, sadly. This, I think this path has been set in stone a while. Uh, yeah. The chance to make something happen probably was uh, the Taylor vote, and there just there wasn't enough there at the time to convince uh, them of the big uh, threat in Euphoria, which is which is a credit to uh, to Bird and Darcy to an extent. Um, I always thought that they would overplay and be a really big threat, but uh, at least Bird's social game seems to be so strong that everyone thinks that they want to pair up with them, uh, which uh, means no one thinks they're really in that much danger, which uh, has kept them in control. And it's been hard to shift that for that reason. Yeah, Nay was, uh, Nay was, Nay was sunk all the way back to the beginning of the game um, in that she was really only talking um, to Shamrock. Um, and, and, you know, her chance to, to ingratiate herself with that tribe or to find a place in that tribe disappeared, um, you know, real early. Yeah, and I think she would have had to really figure something out with Benjamin and the fact that they could never seem to get on the same page socially and she voted for him and then started gunning for him again kind of sunk her chances because it would have they had to be cobbling together some sort of Steph, Steph, um, Benjamin, and you still need another person and, you know, pushing that the wrong way, I think kind of really did her in and not being able to connect. Yeah, that was a shame. RDT, did you ever feel on the outs like that, um, where you just didn't feel like you had any kind of social footing? Like, like if you had just if you had gone to just one more tribal council, you would have been gone. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that was quite a few tribal councils. Uh, after swap, when you're in the uh, in the minority in high seas, you were pretty much at the mercy of uh, the original Leviathan members, and you just had to try and show you were useful or you would be able to work with people as best as you can and hope for the best uh, and then I just thankfully got a bit of luck at the same time I think I could have easily gone uh, pre-merge and instead of me it was Sam's sadly uh, but no there, there was a long period of time for me where I did feel vulnerable and I was very thankful when I got to merge and I had a chance to reset things to an extent. What was the and maybe Ari, you remember this as well. What was the uh, chain of events that led to them voting Sam's out over you? Oh, um, oh, over me. I'm not entirely certain. Uh, I don't honestly remember. I remember. I remember the general, you know, idea that even though Jess was never online, they thought that maybe she is an idol, and that kind of swayed the decisions there. But I don't. I don't. I might have just been, you know, a random aspect of that it's kind of crazy that uh that the person who ultimately won the season may have basically been granted that opportunity to get that far with just a what amounted to the flip of a coin yeah i think the one thing in my favor if i go back uh was that I was doing a lot of command searching even even then I thought if I'm on this new tribe I, I need to find something if I can yeah. and that one person that was active searching on the Leviathan side was Dano 
and there was some bonding going on through that where because we were both searching we were starting to chat as well and then we were discussing it'd be good to work with each other going forwards and I think when Dano had that conversation with Sam's it was a little less positive and who, who knows I don't know everything that went on behind the scenes but maybe me searching uh, with Dano being there at the same time was enough to push it in my favor slightly. You never know. You never know what's going to make the difference. Well, so I've always wondered, like, how was your reaction to that vote? Because obviously you were blindsided and surprised by it. But I kind of thought that, you know, what ended up sinking a lot of their games, you know, especially Gwyn and Cece, um, was, you know, in leaving you and Sam's and Jess out of that vote, rather than putting in a trust and forming a new alliance that sort of pushed was that you, did that sort of push you back toward the other side and kind of swing those merge votes? Oh, yeah, I was miserable at that time. That was very unexpected. Um, and I think the biggest thing for me at the time was that I was trying to get to know people better. And the five days or so before that vote, the person I'd been speaking the most to was Sam's. And we were trying to form some kind of plan together to survive the swap. And all of, all of a sudden to have that one person you were speaking to at the time swept away uh, that kind of sucked and had to start rebuilding uh, from scratch again. Uh, so, no, it wasn't a good time for me. I think I did a little bit of ranting in my confessional at the time. I think it was, that was around the time I started actually posting stuff. And yeah, I, think I remember, <laughs> you know, we weren't, I didn't really know what to expect from you at that point. Yeah. Uh, I'm but pretty the, certain I posted something to the, along the lines of just everyone sucks in this game, take me home or something. Um, but yeah, managed, managed to survive just about. So were you writing off those names, you know, around that time? You know, CC and somewhat Dano and Gwyn? Was I, was I writing off those names? Like in terms of working with them in the future? I was trying to be as open <laughs> as possible. Uh, so I hadn't written off anyone by then. Uh, the point which I decided that... I probably couldn't overlook stuff anymore was when it came to the challenge before merge where <laughs> um, I, I put forward that I wanted to be captain and I said you know if you don't want me to be captain that's fine let's just have a chat about this and then it turned out that they just had the discussion in the in their dms and nothing's public at all and I was like well okay if you're gonna have these conversations without me then I, I understand where I am now let's uh I need to just take any available option once merch comes. So I think at that that was the point where I was like, no, I can't. I, there's the trust isn't there at least. Uh, I need to see how it goes, but going forwards. I think the uh, yeah, I think that's something people forget a lot. Um, and the problem was that you know, kind of bringing it back around to Nay. Um, Nay had Nay did not have any kind of leverage or any kind of ability to do anything about it. But when you start leaving somebody just pushing them to the side and making them feel like their, their, their input is not needed or valued, then you, you've, you, you, you make, you make it to where there's somebody who has no reason to work with you. And, uh, yeah. and, um, and you're, you're going to see that possibly post merge with the uh, court and maybe even SMM who have both been excluded from stuff on occasion. Yeah. Um, I still remember when there was a group chat in, the Murth theme park and just they didn't tell us enough about it and he just stumbled in on it and was like what's what's going on here why why have I not been invited to this so 
they court and SMM have lots of options available to them, and it'll be interesting to see what they do for those reasons. Absolutely. Escape rooms are coming soon to Nexus Park. Only these rooms have a twist. Instead of your team working together, you'll be racing to reunite your team as you clear the rooms. Gather your team to clear both of our new escape rooms, the Mystic Tower and the Lighthouse, only at Nexus Park. Yeah, so um, a couple other things that had um, right before the merge. So first was uh, SMM going out and he found a Neuralink. Um, he was in rotation station. And I think this was while, was this while they were looking for the tickets. Um, he was in one of the supports of the roller coasters, I think, um, and set it up with Darcy. But I think that didn't really end up affecting much in terms of the next couple of days or what we've seen so far. Yeah. And, and, and it only lasted for, you know, 36 hours or something like that. Um, but I mean, maybe it's signaled to Darcy that, that their conversation on the Ferris wheel bore some kind of fruit and, or, or during that, um, during that one challenge bore some kind of fruit, the, uh, during space cadet. And, um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and the one other thing was, I think, right before the merge, um, or the, I think in the morning of that tribal, Bird was out in intensity and uh, found the dashing rogue, uh, which I think Nay found the night before, uh, which was similar to Plinko on the other side, which we never ended up, I think, seeing enough people go out exploring. Maybe we will eventually. Um, but And then so in there, there was a glasses, I think, and you clicked on that and that gave you the glasses. Yes, there was, um, it was kind of like a, one of those VR rides that they used to have at the mall, you know, where you got into one of those little metal tubes and you, yeah. you picked your, your adventure. And uh, one of the adventures uh, had a, uh, mentioned a Falk. Um, and then um, I guess within the game, it said something like, uh, within the adventure, it said something like, it's, it's a name you've seen before. And then, um, Wax tried it outside in one of the uh, sub channels, and and that's what uh, that's what clued him into the uh, to the glasses, I believe. Yeah, and I think this is the first time that you know there's been an advantage or a cascade that included um, one of the Easter egg commands. This one being Noah's Noah F. Um, and that was something we were talking about last season was that if you you know because there were so many Easter eggs and that the advantage cascades were separate, but I think URDT especially and a lot of other people would get sidetracked by those Easter eggs because, you know, unless you knew the people involved, there was no reason to know what was an Easter egg and what was a real cascade. Um, and so I think I really like that inclusion of you never know if the Easter egg might also be the advantage cascade. Yeah, that's, I like this change a lot. I've spent a lot of time chasing red herrings uh, from Pisces. So I'm glad to see that there is there's one crossover where it pays off going into it as well. So very happy to see that. 
So they found the glasses, which gives them the um, the spy check or spy nest because it's bird. Um, they can view one hidden channel of their choice, which can be any sub channel or a DM within their tribe. They haven't used it as we're, as of yet, right? Not yet. Um, well, so when Lurker had it um, in our season, a similar thing, he used it pretty shortly after the merge, after there had been that whole idol scene. Um, and ended up picking up, you know, he picked the right channel and picked the right time and didn't get everything, but he got quite a lot of information that he could use. Um, and that's sort of the tricky thing is picking the timing. But I think right after the merge and you pick some people you're unsure about who you know will be talking, I think that's sort of the optimal way to use that. I think I would do it after this first challenge. Once, once you know who has immunity and who feels um, some um, confidence in being able to say what they want to say to whomever they want to say it, you use it on that person and who you perceive to be their closest ally because you know that whatever they're going to be talking about is most likely the truth. Um, so if I'm wax and I'm having any kind of doubts about SMM or Bramble, I might use it on those two. I don't know. Mm -hmm. PB, what would you use these glasses on who? Um, and also, would your answer be different to what you think Bird would do? I don't know what Bird would do. I think Bird has a lot of social power. And so I think in their hands, it's maybe not as powerful as it would be in the hands of someone like Jordan, who doesn't have as much social power. Um, seeing what, say, Bird and Darcy are saying about her. But I think in the hands of Bird, it'll be interesting to see when they use it. I don't know when I would use it if I were them. I have a feeling that Bird's probably going to target who they think are other power players in the game and see where their head is actually at. I have to imagine it will be between Waxler and someone else. I know Bird's concerned Wax will turn at some point against them. So this seems to be some kind of failsafe against trying to work out when that might happen, maybe. Yeah, and that's interesting. I think Bird, um, as much as anyone else, is committed to this idea of the Mega Alliance, which I think at this point consists of everyone left in the game besides Court and Benjamin. Um, and Pretty, I think everyone else. Is there anyone else I'm forgetting? Um, it's, I don't know if Steph's in it or not. Oh, yeah, and uh, Steph. So I think it's the other, or the remaining eight. Um, and mm -hmm. the three outside are not necessarily the power players. So um, I think they seem to be putting faith in that, but maybe not. And maybe it oh. will be Waxler that they just want to make sure it's on the same page for a bit. And maybe you do want to wait until, if you think your plan is to take an easy vote, you know, pick off court or staff for the first couple of votes and then see where people are thinking. Make sure that's not coming back at you. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and we'll get back to that in a second because there's another advantage that we think could be interesting. Um, but we have 11 people left in the game and as uh, hinted at and foreshadowed, we hit the merge. And they settle on so the first time everyone gets to see each other, and they settle on the merge tribe name of Eumurthia, not Murthoria, uh, which is, has, has, I think, was the one that we speculated on. Um, and at one point, they were very close to picking Meg Tribe, I believe. 
The vomit tribe was also suggested, uh, perhaps in jest, but um I think weirdly yeah. vomit tribe makes me feel less ill than Eumathia. Eumathia, I I don't want to hear it ever again. It's 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 a dreadful choice. Just purely dreadful. <laughs> and uh and I hate them for it. And it sounds like a heart condition. And <laughs> And, and, and I'm done with them. Done with them all. Uh, I, refuse, <laughs> I refuse to say Eumerthia. I'll let you say it, Ari. I cannot remember if it was on this podcast or in a different place where I said that I had a, just a full confidence that they would pick a terrible tribe name. Just something about this cast. And they, they pretty much delivered. Bert <laughs> tried to suggest something that was in theme with Euphoria and Mirth, but um, they were easily overrun by haha the meg tribe the vomit tribe um but i am also we could call them what was our name marthoria just it's slightly better it's slightly better and it was a very easy option instead of just taking one tribe's name and smashing it into the middle of the other one <laughs> it's, we should just call them i don't know the merge tribe merge <laughs> tribe out of spite but then again, RDT um, is still the is still the uh, person who uh, won't let go of Iljosa. So uh, I don't. <laughs> oh, I hated the name at the time. <laughs> I never wanted it to be a thing. <laughs> but I'm happy for its memory to live on. So I'll mention it whenever possible. <laughs> um, I still feel Hydrakin Kitty was robbed robbed from our, our season. That's, that's the name I wanted. You know if production was doing as much this season to push them in a certain direction as they were last season? Mm. I don't think they were. Because last this season, was... I'm pretty sure they were going directly into confessional saying, hey, are you sure you like this tribe name? Or you mentioned something else that you seemed attached well, to. they also said, how's that pronounced? We need to... Ryan said, how's that pronounced? We need to know how it's pronounced. And that sort of snapped everyone back into a, oh, we can't make it Ejlosa or whatever. No, but they also had in confessionals. Then oh, Meg was fine. saying, oh, hey, you know, you mentioned a different name. You should keep pushing that one. Uh, I don't I don't fully remember, but I think we just had a number of really bad choices even before Ejlosa. Uh, and I just, I just wanted it to be over. Uh, so... Thankfully, we got to Hydraken. I think that's a fine, adequate name uh, to go with. Eumerthia, on the other hand, no, that can just burn, burn it all down. I, Honestly, I'm really upset Eumerthia about it. Eumerthia and Hydraken are on the same level for me. Oh, They're both bad. I'm no. sorry. Those are fighting words. Wow. <laughs> I don't, I don't just... know what to say about this. <laughs> really? As bad as Eumerthia? Okay. I, I am I am shocked right now. I'm gonna I'm gonna be sulking in the corner for the rest of this podcast. You might think it sounds more like a drug for a heart condition. So like <laughs> I can get over that and they're still both just like I don't know, boring, not creative. It definitely does, you're totally right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Does um does it this might be controversial, is it worse than Greendale? Yes. I just don't want to I don't like the sound of it. <laughs> no. It makes me feel ill. I just think the laziness of Greendale can never be matched. <laughs> fair, fair. Um, it's this is one of the it's it's just funny. Um, this is one of those things that the lounge is particularly 
passionate about for some reason <laughs> and much more than the players in game. I mean, the players in game could give a, most of them can probably give a rat's ass for all future, for all, for future reference to anyone who's listening, who has never played and plans to, uh, I hope you get to the merge and I hope that you, you take this into consideration. Um, don't suck. But I think both bird and wax, at least mentioned that in their confessionals bird said, no, I don't want a meme name. And they said, okay, at least it's at least like we have you, Marthy, at least it's not as bad as the Meg tribe or the vomit tribe. And then Waxler directly mentioned Il Josa in his in his confessional. So both of our sort of biggest viewers from last season who are playing this season mentioned that they knew that the lounge would not like this. It's true. Yeah. I think it's 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 also a case of it's a thing you don't really want to fight over and make yourself obvious in the discussion about maybe. Uh, and it did seem like Bird and Wax were just, they didn't want to go and suggest much themselves. Uh, They've got such high profiles as it is. So, uh, <laughs> I know, but they're, they're trying to work against it there at least. Deep beneath the sands of Mojo Desert lies a place filled with tremendous riches. But to claim those riches as your own, you'll have to survive the horrors that lay inside. Will you dare to enter the crypt? The latest thrill ride now open at Nexus Park. So that regardless of what the tribe is called, they hit their new park, um, their new camp, tribe camp, basically, and the new subchannel. So there's the Euphoria subchannel, which includes all, th which I think includes all three from Euphoria and potentially anything hidden within it, which could be still available, although the neural links maybe not useful. Um, and I'm now. Um, I don't know if this has been mentioned, but I sort of just realized that that can be thought of as like a section of the theme park, like a theme section, sort of maybe like Harry Potter World or something like that. Or like if you go to a Six Flags, there's like Yankee Harbor or Marvel World. Um, maybe that maybe that makes sense. Uh, anyway, so they have those, both of those, and neither of them have been explored very much. Um, and we were thinking about this earlier, whether they would have a chance to see the subchannels that the other tribe had and see the different bots, um, because especially with them not swapping. Um, there's also the arcade, uh, which has a whole bunch of games. Uh, it opened, um, PB here is the uh, world record holder at pick six, the football uh, throwing and catching game. I'm really good at it. And uh, there's other, some other exciting things to be found right there. Yes. Um, well, first off is uh, Megbot, who uh, like uh, Flarebot, Shanbot, and Nuxbot, and all the others bots before it um, um, gives you a lot of uh, information about that particular uh, channel. Um, Megbot is accompanied by her constant companion, uh, Rambobot, a gray and white short-haired cat robot. 
and um, and uh, yeah, and uh, the uh, the biggest uh, attraction right now is the game that spits out tokens, which can be used to exchange for uh, little plush prizes. Is uh, uh, ski ball. So how does this ski ball work? Uh, hell, if I know. Um, no, it's. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like uh, it looks like ski balls on a 15 minute cooldown. Uh, when you uh, get to get go in and play it, you uh, choose one of five lanes to roll your ball down, and you get points. I think um, on an RNG uh, kind of probability range that each uh, lane probably has a, a range of points, and then from there you um, you gather points. Uh, once you get 100 with points, you can. Uh, get tokens i don't know what the uh the rate is on the token to token to point ratio is but um once you get a certain number of tokens you can buy a prize one prize a day every 24 hours um and one would assume that these toys these little plushies of various animals have uh different uh, possible advantages uh connected with them and do we know yet if there's an option to see if nobody's looking and you know, climb up to the top of the lane and drop the balls directly into the holes? Uh, if you cheat, um, Megbot will know it. She will call you out on it. Um, Rambo Bot is keeping a close eye on the players. And um, so, yeah, cheating is not an option at this that's point. Good, that's definitely not the way that I would ever play ski ball. <laughs> no. no, just like with... Uh, uh, like with just like with whack a mole, you didn't have your hands over the holes before the little the little moles could come out, right? Okay. Um, we we don't know if there is if there is possible cheating. We just if there is, it hasn't been discovered yet. Um, it does seem like you can't reach the high score without cheating. So if there's a way of getting to there, there must be a hidden trick to the game. We don't know of, as of yet. And that's um, a good in terms of the skee-ball thing itself, it seems I've only managed to catch a few of the challenges because they, they reset as soon as they go. But it seems to be a generic skee-ball layout. So if you go for lanes one and five, you're usually going to get 10 points, but there's a low chance of getting 100 in the top corner. So I think it's vaguely based off that. Um, and then it's you get a token for getting 100 points. And then we don't know anything over that. There's some theorizing it's a token per every 100 points, but that is a guess for now. Um, and so some players have already exchanged their tokens for some of the plush prizes, including Bird, who chose which one? 13. Which was 13? Wasn't a bird. Very um, upset puppy. about it. Um, and uh, theirs came with, with peers to have come with a special advantage, uh, which is the vote advantage, um, which gives you have the ability to know the first two votes that are cast at Tribal Council. So it would be like as if you walked into the voting booth and saw two of the other written parchments. Um, you just have to wait a minute for a couple other people to vote. Um, and we were kind of talking about how this can, this is, I don't, this, is, this is not something that's been seen, at least on the US version of the show, maybe on some international version, or maybe it's a new, uh, I'm very intrigued by this. Um, I think it's, it makes a lot of sense as something, you know, not overpowered, but when played right, can be a real game changer. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I, I love this, uh, uh, love this uh, advantage personally. It, I think we discussed already, it pairs up really well with an idol because 
you think about how many times someone goes out with an idol not realizing they're under threat this is going to be a key signal to say look you're in danger let's go and do something uh on a more interesting level if you want to be really aggressive with it you can say look i've got this i've got this play everyone don't vote until these two people have voted and we can check on what they've done and then we can just chat in tribal afterwards about what our what our, what our counter to it will be so there's lots of interesting stuff to be done if uh, they're willing to do it that, that would be a risky move um well because i think if you're at a point in the game where you can trust everyone except for two people it doesn't really matter yeah. how those two people are voting yeah I it's hugely risky but um, I would rather just keep it to myself, I think, because and make mm. sure I'm not being blindsided. Um, so, what is the work? Do we know, you know, do you see who the two people are who have voted, or can you piece it together with who the first two names popping up? I, I assume you'd be able to uh, piece it together because Ryan posts the order of votes in the yeah. channel, I'm guessing. Uh, so, you could even just tell the people you trust the most, if, even if that's just one or two people, hey, just hold off your vote a little bit. I can explain it to you later, kind of thing. Yeah, um, that's what I'm assuming too. Like, you know, if 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 Ryan types Bramble Cat has voted, Chocolate Beans has voted, and you're you know, and you're um, your bird, you know, let's go take the let's go let's take a look at those two before uh, before I cast my vote, just so I I make sure that I'm not the uh, I'm not getting blindsided here. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, uh, that, that's you... the only way. Yeah. Would you play it at the merge vote? Because um, that's almost always when there's the most uncertainty. Or do you say without an idol, there's not much I can do to counter and maybe wait until you have more an advantage to go along with it? Yeah, I think this is something that you wait on until you really feel in danger. Uh, the fewer players there are left, the bigger impact it has, right? So this is something you want to you wanna hold on to unless you really feel like information is going to be useful yeah i would i would hold off at least for i wouldn't i wouldn't use it here unless the unless it becomes uh painfully clear that that bird might be in danger i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't use it so the other aspect of the um, the merge is that we have all 55 dm channels active uh everyone talking to everyone and the different sides going back and forth um What's standing out to you all from some of these initial conversations? Um, I'll be honest. I haven't looked too much at them just because the uh, the merge conversations are usually just um, a lot of filler, get to know you stuff for the for the people who haven't had a whole lot of interaction. Um, I have been kind of paying attention to what SMM is saying to the people that he was not on the, on on his original tribe. Um, but it doesn't appear as that there's a lot of um, strategizing in these new channels that didn't exist before, you know, because they were on the same tribe. So uh, I think once somebody wins immunity off of tonight's challenge, that's when we're going to start seeing a lot more activities um, between these, uh, you know, and a lot more real spot, real talk in these DM channels. Um, yeah, I already see anything standing out um, from some of these, you know, cross alliance or tribe conversations? Uh, no, not particularly. Um, I have to admit, I've been a little bit annoyed that uh, they spent a good 
amount of time not exploring the park. So it's like yeah, oh, nobody even entered the arcade until yeah. two a.m. You know, twelve hours after the merge, which. I, I don't fully understand. I don't know if it's happened in previous seasons, but that just seemed crazy to me. So I just said, no, I'm done with this. I'm, I'm not going to pay attention to you for a while. Uh, I don't think anything too interesting has happened. There hasn't seemed to have been much strategizing going on. And that's going to be a really interesting thing to come up when it does come time to try and uh, get something prepared for the first post-merge vote, because there are lots of big questions to be asked about who the Mecha Alliance wants to target as a group. And I think that group will not have the same name in mind. So it's going to be very interesting to see who cedes to other people or whether it breaks up the Alliance straight away and they go their different directions or not. I think that from what I saw, some inklings from SMM after seeing the shit show that was the Taylor Tribal, SMM saying, I don't want to be in this alliance with the Bird and Darcy anymore. What am I doing? What am I doing? And so I think once an once an immunity sort of comes up, it could be interesting to watch what SMM does if he tries to stick with them for now, or if he's like too chaotic. I'm done with you guys. Um, but I haven't seen any of that yet. He. Things might get interesting if um, if he starts getting pushed on court um, for this first uh, first vote, you know this merge vote out. Uh, I think court is somebody he might work to uh, to try to save um, in some fashion. So, but I think if it's almost anybody else, SMM will take a back seat for this merge vote simply because he he doesn't want to uh, paint a target on himself. Yeah, I think that's my worry as well. I feel like there's at least one person that's going to want to stop Court's name being thrown out there. And I wonder if Bird, Darcy, Jordan, everyone else cares enough to save Spenjamin or Steph's name getting thrown out there, um, which I feel is a bad move because they seem to be both, I don't say blindly loyal, but definitely uh, playing along on their side for now. And that would actually be a loss for them if they decide to go down that route. So it's going to be interesting, like I said, how this first vote turns out. Um, so we have uh, coming up in a few hours, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, is the Light Cycles Challenge. Um, this is basically the game from Tron, I believe, uh, with you know spreadsheet rules something we tested. Um, anyone you think is going to have an advantage in this kind of game? Oh, I'm not certain. No, um, I wasn't there for the testing. Is it something that, you know, you can use to protect your allies and target people on the other side? Uh, it, I didn't test it either. Um, so I can't really say, but um I don't know. I think you'd have to work hard and go out of your way on a challenge like this um, or just have a, a kind of a, a natural feel for this game um, just right off the bat to be able to cons to perform in such a way to protect an ally. Um, this might just be a balls to the wall. Uh, go out and win it on your own kind of thing. I'm not I'm not really sure how it's going to play out. Yeah, uh, this is sadly one of the challenges I've missed as well, so there's no expertise yeah. okay. at the moment. Uh, I have a feeling, though, that there's a lot you can do with pre-planning, 
in what you're doing in terms of trying to box areas off that are, that will be just for you and yours alone. So the players that can plan ahead and strategize so many moves past the current move that they're on are the ones that are going to do well. Uh, I think Bird and Bramble and Waxler again are going to perform strongly, I think. Um, yeah, and so I'm kind of wondering, you know, for Waxler, who maybe I'm overgeneralizing, but seems like someone who would be a fan of Tron, the movies, uh, you know, does that have an advantage? Or I think in the spreadsheet challenges, you know, it's more so based not as much the typing speed challenges as we've had before, but thinking ahead, you know, similar to the go-karts where Burr and Bramblecat both kind of dominated on their tribes. Maybe that's who I would give an advantage to in this. Yeah, that seems fair. It seems, uh, I think, high hopes for Axler. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, been a big fan of these spreadsheet challenges this uh, this season, so happy to see another one. I enjoy the spreadsheet. I enjoy the spreadsheet challenges. Um, I usually uh, pass on testing them simply because they're they're a bit more of a time investment. Um, and at that point of the night when we were testing, I was usually just like, I just want to watch TV. Um, but uh, um, but they're, they're fun to watch. Uh, and they've led to crazy stuff like a six-hour Mancala match and, uh, you know, an, an epic, uh, an epic uh, battleship uh, battle. Um, these, these spreadsheet challenges uh, will reward the people who stick with it and don't get frustrated. So, uh, you know, look for those kind of players to win. Any predictions or inklings about where this vote might be headed? I, th I honestly think that they're going, I think each group, the, the old mirth and the old euphoria are going to identify someone that they're willing to slough off. Um, and then the person that, and then they'll vote. I think there, I think that there will be a, a near unanimous vote on one person just to have a nice and easy and friendly merge vote out that everybody can agree on. And then next time shit will hit the fan. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. I have a feeling that Bramble, Choco and Mirth are going to be smart enough to try and push away from court. And I think we're going to see someone from Euphoria go. I was worried at merge that it was going to be Steph because I feel she is the person that has doesn't really have anyone fighting for her at the moment but the way that uh, Bird and Darcy have been talking about Benjamin being expendable I think that might be the way this goes just to keep everyone happy on this mega alliance I don't think it's the right move for them but uh, I think that's possibly where we're heading uh, immunities uh, aside of course yeah, that's interesting. I might not have caught that yet. Um, pretty much every merge vote in Alliance history, I think every single one has been a fairly major blindside in a contested vote. Um, but I might tend to agree that this one might be where it, just given this cast and the way the season has gone, you know, my first thought is kind of court, but at the same time, I think Bramble and also SMM um, and Waxler to an extent have seen, you know, the kind of power that Bird and that group is holding and says, why would we want to give up one of our numbers, even if they don't feel a particular inclination toward court? I can definitely see Bramble being like, well, 
we promised her we would try to protect her um and not just going along with a plan like that um and that's interesting about Spenjamin because I haven't noticed that Spenjamin has been doing quite a lot the last few rounds to throw full loyalty at Bird and that group and for if they just drop him with a unanimous vote right at the merge that would definitely be something yeah it's been a bit odd because it seems to have come out of uh out of the blue really because it seemed to be not really much communication to all of a sudden saying everything um i'm trying to recall benjamin's uh profile before the game but i'm wondering whether uh i see it every now and then in some players who play a lot of orcs where they kind of coast until the merge and if they make the merge they're like okay i'm in the game now let's actually start investing time into this properly um but if that is what is happening it might be a bit too late unfortunately because uh it doesn't seem like this loyalty is uh paying off in the eyes of uh the top of uh, euphoria at the moment so I kind of want to talk about then the structure of the season as a whole uh being the first time that we've had a no swap season um and also comparing it if you've watched some of you know the newest survivor season has been a similar structure with 18 players and seemingly not swapping or at least they have not swapped yet and are getting close to the numbers would be a merge we don't know but um how have we seen this play out and is this something was this a good idea we think uh it's been interesting i think you can tell from all the players that everyone was expecting a swap at some point. It's the reason why so many people held off using the neural links for so long. So it's always nice for things to be kept fresh and unexpected. Um, personally, I like swaps because I feel like it just shifts balance, the power balances that have been in place for a while. Uh, but there are obviously other ways to deal with that too. So yeah, I like the change. It's fine. Uh, I'd love a swap again in future seasons, but it's fine not to have one for for this one at least well production put all the mechanisms in pay in place that they possibly could to make sure that um either through challenges or through the neural links mm. to ensure that these players would have an opportunity to to talk to each other um so uh in in theory it was great i think it was a, it was a really good idea in practice it was uh it was partially successful uh, just simply because uh, the players either like RDT reference didn't take full advantage of their neural links or didn't um, take advantage of the opportunities that they had to talk to each other while they were in a channel for a challenge, something like that. Um, so that's uh, really through no fault of productions. It wasn't utilized to the, to its full potential, but yeah. I like it. Um, I, I thought it was a, I thought it was a nice little uh, spin and uh, twist on uh, and subversion of the players' expectations as well as ours. Yeah, I I absolutely love some of the communication things from this season, which I've I've really enjoyed. Um, the Space Cadets Challenge in particular, I loved that that channel was just open to talking with afterwards, and not any not many people actually picked up on that. I think SMM was really really smart on that one to realize this is the perfect time to actually get to know someone from the other tribe and to try and form a bond there, which usually wouldn't be possible in this kind, these kind of uh, setups. Yeah, uh, I think there's a few different things with a swap. Um, 
you know, one is that you want to avoid having a situation where, you know, a paganging or a gablonging, where, you know, you just have a tribe of six and a tribe of five and they merge and the tribe of six says, well, why don't we just make this the final six? And there's not much the other side does, can do about it if, you know, they're that set. Um, and I think this is sort of what Ryan was, you know, thinking about in terms of having all these cross-tribe connections and a couple different advantages to shake things up with the neural links, especially, and all the different challenges. Um, and this is something I've sort of thought about, you know, recently when it comes to actual Survivor also is, would the modern players, you know, be looking at that kind of strategy, you know, that was common on early seasons or with so much modern gameplay, do they, you know, are they already looking at the smaller voting blocks and tighter alliances of, you know, three, two or three or four, and you don't really have to worry about that. Um, the other thought I have though is, you know, in terms of the pre-merge portion of the game, especially, you know, when you're out on an island, there's a lot of pressure being put on the players where, you know, they have to, you have to have the providers of the tribe and people who are, you know, making the fire and cooking the rice. And <laughs> yeah, there's no flair on this season. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's those pressures of, you know, your body starts breaking down, you're hungry, you're cold and tired. And, you know, when you're playing an internet game, it's not, you don't have that kind of pressure. And I kind of feel, you know, I wonder if you need to have other pressures in the form of, uh, you know, swaps. And I think the earlier seasons where we were swapping twice and swapping almost every other day um, sort of added that pressure and, you know, kept shifting things around. Um, and the other part is that, you know, it's sort of become a strategy um, somewhat in origin on some of the recent Survivor seasons where, you know, the big challenge threats, those would be the first people you target at the merge um you know because you want them helping your tribe to win but if you're going through the game and you're thinking they're going to swap us tomorrow anyway might as well vote out this threat now we don't need to win challenges and i think not having a swap does actually do a lot to counter that and you know give more of a chance to someone who wants to play that kind of game um but i think all in all i i think the no swap is a bit more exciting when there are those smaller tribes because, uh, you know, once you lose a challenge and maybe you lose another challenge, you're down to four and everyone is everywhere. You know, you're never going to be safe. And you, you know, that adds so much more pressure than when it was the tribe of nine. And I think we kind of saw that there's just sort of you can trim the fat by getting rid of, you know, a, a trip or a shamrock or even a, or a Jimmy or even a tailor. And, you know, outside of you know, having Taylor run around, there just wasn't a ton thrown at those people in power to really make them at all uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah it would have been really fun to see the, the big uh, power trio or even the big power four or five that has become uh, be split up at some point and them going to have to find new connections again in order to survive uh, those early those early tribals yeah it would have been interesting to see a bird and darcy end up in a minority swap mm. absolutely it didn't happen um but now you know now they have yeah they didn't have that so now we get to see like you know they have the numbers 
but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. And, you know, so we're going to get to see how people like them react um, now and how people like Wax and Bramble and Beans react. They were always in the power on a tribe that was just leaking players. So they're, they're in the minority if you look at it as tribe to tribe. They've always been in power. And now if, um, if uh, Euphoria really wants to flex their muscles, um, Mirth is just going to go lockstep. So how do they respond to that? This is, this is the fun stuff to see. Well, I think we saw how some of, how some of um, Euphoria reacted to that little bit of chaos. And it was not well. And I'm not saying I would react any better because I know I wouldn't. Um, but um, to see that increased will be interesting for sure. Yeah, I think we saw, you know, Bird, Darcy, Jordan, especially, as soon as there was a hint of pressure on them, almost start crumbling. And, you know, they're, I think those, they've talked about how those three are really emotional players in the game. And that does not make for a good alliance. You know, if you're Bird, you know, Bird isn't necessarily the most emotional person. Um, but I think, you know, Darcy brings out that side of them. And for Darcy, a better ally would maybe be someone like a Bramble Cat um, who can zoom out and, you know, point out where something maybe isn't to be worried about and focus on that strategic side and the loyalty going forward. Um, and I think those three just sort of spiral among themselves and it ends in crying and freaking out, even with a bit of pressure. And I'm wondering how, when they're actually a target by more than one person, what's going to happen? I think with these past couple days, we've seen Bird get more logical. And like, everyone knows I will defend Bird to my last breath. Um, but I do think we've seen them get a little more logical in, you know, when they had the conversation, the weird conversation with, Bird was able to talk to Bramble and Bird was able to talk to Darcy and Darcy was talking to SMM. Bird just leaking everything to Waxler and leaking everything to Darcy and leaking everything to Bramble. So them sort of telling everyone everything. And I think they've gotten smart with telling who, who, who they're telling that they have this advantage and who they're saying, oh, it was a dud to. Um, they may still be playing too much with their heart, but I do think that they've sort of shored up that everyone needs to know everything sort of idea they had in the pre-merge. Yeah. Um, while I feel like the, the Taylor vote has definitely caused some interesting changes in dynamics in the tribe, I feel like it used to be very much a hard pair of Bird, Darcy, Jordan. There's now an opportunity for Jordan to get closer to Maddie and become a separate two on their own. I feel like the Taylor vote was actually really good for Bird in general because they now realize how much danger and the threat they could possibly be. And that I think has influenced how they've played since and will be good for the decision-making going forwards, I think. My biggest worry with Bird is they've seemed to check off everything possible on a list to become a target and a threat. <laughs> Winning challenges, going out hunting publicly, finding advantages, telling everyone everything, being extremely social with everyone, bragging about how well they know the game, um, not hiding other people's secrets, 
And it's just, it's a matter of how far that social game can take them. Because I do understand if you're someone like, uh, you know, Benjamin, and you're trying to talk to people, but the only, you know, you t are spend so much more time talking to Bird than anyone else. Yeah. I can understand why you would think that, okay, well, this is my number one ally. Um, I don't agree with that strategy, but it's definitely a common thing, and I can understand where that comes from. Um, but I think it's just a matter of how far that can take them before enough people start comparing notes and saying, we, we can't lose this game. Yeah, and I think that's everything on paper is that should be true. I think after three days in this game, I was thinking Bird's going to be the first vote after merge without question. And I think it's just a testament to how strong Bird's social game has been, where it does feel like a load of people think that Bird is their best option, which is crazy from a viewer's point of view because we see everything. But in game, if you have that many people relying on you, that's at least in the short term, somehow a decent position to be in. Uh, just the question is how long that lasts for and how much Bird values those connections in reverse. Because if, if they start just picking off those connections like Sven and Steph and really thinking they're not important to me, even though the reverse is true, then all of a sudden that's going to be tearing apart your own, your own uh, social standing without even realizing it. Um, if we get touchy subjects, that will be extremely eye-opening to some people. I cannot wait if it is planned at some point this season. Yeah, um, actually, now that you mentioned it, I'm a little surprised that that wasn't used as a pre-merge thing. Um, you want to talk about a way to, you know, put some pressure and shake things up. Mm. We saw in Dark Forest, um, I think it was even right after a swap. Um, so it was definitely something, you know, possible. And maybe if Ryan wants to go back to this kind of a format, um, something possibly to consider. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm always for touchy subjects. I'm sad it didn't happen yeah. in high seas. So <laughs> anything that causes drama is always a plus for me. RDT, if you had to um, liken um, someone's in position, someone's position in this game to uh, your position in high seas at the same period, who would it be? Like, who do you see as that under the radar player? who might be able to get out from under the numbers to, to rise to the top and eventually win this game? That is a very tough question because as noted in, in uh, my season, there, there wasn't much uh, for people to go on regarding me, uh, at least uh, by merch. Uh, so it's tough, but the kind of people I always thought would do well at keeping under the radar until merge were people like Maddie and Choco Beans and Steph. Uh, and it's on them to take that further now merge has happened. But that's obviously, we won't know until it happens or not. Um, and it sounds like someone's not going to get the chance to bond with people after this first vote. So it becomes really tricky. Uh, Maddie, I think, is in a very good position because I think there's a, now a close bond with Jordan that wasn't there before. And that gives you some footing into the larger alliance while not being that those top threats. So it'll be interesting. I think there's an opportunity for a lot of people to step into that kind of role that I had last year. It's just about who's willing to make those moves and who makes the right moves as well. Nice. I think that 
you could compare Bird to a Shan who sort of had this high profile the entire time and somehow managed that high profile the entire time and didn't, it didn't, I mean, she won. So I think, do you think Bird can manage that high profile the entire time as Shan did? Yeah, I definitely think that Bert can. Uh, the, the social game is just that strong with so many people and you see it whenever someone's asked who, who you're closest to and Bird comes up all the time. They will just have to probably do what Steph did. Uh, sorry, not Steph did, but Shan did as well and actually win some of those challenges at the end. Uh, so Shan won F4 and that will be key as well. I think Bird can get close and then... Bird might have to just really go through the last challenges and do strongly in them to get there. Uh, but who knows? Time will tell. I think the difference to me was that, you know, going into the Merge and Summit, there were enough other people who had their own threat levels, you know, DCs, Hens, KT, that kind of group. Um, and I think that's why I had Shan as not only my Merge pick, but as a fairly confident one at the time. Um, and it wasn't just that, but you know, it wasn't just as much like socializing as so much, but also I think at that point, she already, she had promises from like four people in the game that they would never vote for her. And just through that, it was, I think, clear enough that, you know, a majority wasn't really gonna coalesce on, against her. And, you know, we saw that with the first vote that even when their, her side was targeted, she was gonna be able to push that target or the target, someone else is going to push it to someone else on that side. Or I think for Bird, you know, there's two or three people who maybe have that connection, but that's not going to be enough late in the game. Um, I think Bird's path to the end involves a lot of challenge wins. It might. And I think a lot of perhaps other people sort of causing a ruckus. Um, for example, in Summit, Bred's ruckus causing got him voted out and so i think bird's gonna need some some smm or um someone else causing yeah. some ruckus um for them to to keep that threat sort of high enough that everybody loves them but low enough that everyone's not like hmm. yeah and, and you have to imagine smm is going to cause that at some point and i think it's not it's not a weak cast is there are a lot of strong people left even if some are not being as open with it as uh, possible so far. But there, there are lots of options where you can say this person is really strong in a social in a social way or in a challenge way. So I can see this going so many different ways. I feel like I feel less strong, less strongly in terms of what's going to happen than I have done in previous seasons in the TV show. It's going to be an interesting interesting next few votes to see how this goes any play that another player makes that can extend bird's life in the game by shifting the focus off of them is great they should encourage people to get stupid <laughs> just <laughs> to keep the target off of them yeah um and i think a lot of the votes are going to be dictated by stuff that hasn't happened yet which uh is uh, going to be interesting to see what happens because there are a lot of level-headed people. I think Wagsler, Bramble, and Chucky again, we've seen have been very level-headed and uh, understanding the social dynamics. And I think Bird's getting there as well. 
So a lot was going to be based on what happens going forwards. Uh, something I was looking into for last season, I think the, the biggest winner pick at Merge was Deadly by a reasonable margin as well. And I think Deadly is in a good position. And then all of these, all of a sudden you see big target on his back after two tribals. So a lot's going to come down to how these next two votes happen and who leads them and what the response is to them. Yeah, it's definitely going to be an interesting, you know, rest of the game. Still a long ways to go, regardless of how the beginning went. Um, any any last thoughts or anything we need to cover before we head out? Not at the moment. It's um, we need to. We should talk about Wax's um, Wax is on the is sniffing out something in the arcade uh, behind a steel door. We need to talk about that next time, but we'll just leave that as a teaser. Um, yeah. Uh, are you seeing anything else we need? Uh, no, not really. I'm sad that a duck prize has been picked and it didn't yield an advantage. Uh, can't help but feel this is a slight There's another one though, right? Yes. There is another one, which is going to be the idol, guaranteed. Uh, yeah. When that happens, I'll forgive and forget, I guess. Wax, if these, um, if these items do end up becoming, um, these plushies become uh, available in the off-season auction, RDT, um, how far are you willing to go on that duck? Oh no, that's <laughs> I don't want to ask answer that question right now. More or <laughs> less than the idol. Oh, definitely less than the idol. That <laughs> that one has significance because I won it. Uh, if I won the duck, then I would, but uh, definitely less than the idol. I think. So uh, you're, you're we'll saying see how it goes. not two hundred dollars? No. Oh goodness, even that probably was a mistake. But I'm I'm happy money was raised for Alliance at least. Did you? Let me ask you this: Did you ever get? Did you get the, the, the necklace? No, I stopped bidding. Uh, I think Jack, Jack was winning bid, okay. I want to say. But no, I think it, if anything, there might have been a bit of relief because I probably couldn't have justified it going that high. Uh, but yeah, I'm happy it's gone to someone that's going to make good use of it at least as well. So Fair. Um, yeah, I think that just about does it. Um, Thank you, PB, for being here with me in person. Thank you. And for being on the podcast. Thank you, uh, PB. Thanks, RDT, for joining us uh, virtually. Uh, always a pleasure and glad to hear your voice. Yeah, it's been great. Thanks for inviting me. It was a pleasure, RDT. Thank you, sir. And thank you, as always, Hearst. We uh, will talk again soon. Yes, we will, sir. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back in a bit. Peace.